Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, the show where America is the star and the American people. To search for the Our American Stories podcast, go to the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Up next, a story from the South Carolina Military Museum in Columbia, South Carolina, the state's capital, about a little bit of maritime history, in particular, one ship called the Georgiana. Here's John Freeman with the story. It's called the SS Georgiana, not the CSS as Confederate ships were sometimes called, but the SS because technically at the time, technically it was a civilian ship. So Georgiana started getting made in Glasgow, actually in Scotland, because it's a neutral territory. And when the South went to war in the Civil War, they didn't really have the industrial base to build a navy that could rival the United States. I mean, that's a tall feat. So what they did have, though, was money from selling their cash crops overseas. And so they would get some of these ports to build them ships that they couldn't. So this boat started getting made, and there's an interesting spy game that happened between uh, United States spies were over there watching the development of this boat because they had suspicions this boat was going to get sent to the south. And it was, it was a decent boat. So it was, it was an iron-hold, iron-clad steamship that still had two masts. And it was fairly large. It was supposed to be pretty fast. And they were a little concerned about it. And they kept an eye on it. And um, sure enough, before they could actually go and seize it, 
claiming that it was actually going to be de delivered to the south, it had set sail with a crew from Britain or the Scottish Isles, and um, it actually was captained by an, an ex-Royal Navy officer. So their only job was to bring it overseas, deliver it to Charleston that wasn't fit out as a warship yet. It was still just a civilian ship with stores actually in the hold because the person who financed it was a uh, profiteer during the war, a southern profiteer, and he was gonna smuggle in buttons, pins, anything he could smuggle in. He, he wasn't gonna send it over empty, so he put all of these resources in it, and he was gonna smuggle it to Charleston. And you say, really, buttons and pins will make you rich? Well, if all the metal for pins is being used for cannons and all the buttons are being used for uniforms, the civilian population has absolutely minimal access to these supplies. So he's looking forward to bring them in and have a payday, and then he's gonna transfer ownership of the vessel to the Confederate Navy. And then they can do with it as they see fit, probably be a commerce raider, it's supposed to be pretty fast. Maybe it would get out and wreak havoc on the whaling fleet or something along those lines. So it's coming across the ocean with no weapons installed. Supposedly it had four cannons in the hull. We have two of them here in the museum. The other two are still mysteriously unknown. So maybe one day I can find them if I'm lucky enough. So it's got two cannons, at least in the hull and it's coming across, and what it has to do is it has to break through the blockade. The plan that the North took during the war was called the Anaconda Plan. They're gonna choke out the South. One of those is they can mostly afford a blockade around the bigger southern ports, and then they're gonna control the Mississippi River, and with that, they're gonna constrict the South into submission. The harbor at Charleston was blockaded by a, a sizable fleet, and so they had to sneak through the blockade. Well, the main harbor near Charleston comes from, well, used to come from the South, you have to sail up from the south to get into the city. You'd get over the sandbar and into an anchoring spot called, um, I think it's called Five Fathom Hole. So to sneak in, you know, this ship doesn't have a very narrow draft. It's not like it's a paddle boat that can just go over you know, just a couple feet of water to go. It needs a decent draft. Well, there's a side channel called Moffat's Channel that um, runs right along a nice scenic beach, actually. They're gonna try to follow the beach down and then take Moffat's Channel and then cut into the harbor right where near um, Fort Moultrie is. And uh, so the Confederates own the town, they own the forts. So the blockading fleet can't get too close, but once you're inside the system of forts as a blockade runner, you're generally safe. Well, they're trying to sneak in, trying to stay dark, but there's an issue. They get spotted by a lookout ship. It's not necessarily a military vessel, but what it is is it's uh, the SS America, I believe is its name. It's actually a famed racing yacht that took place in some of the, some early races in the 1800s overseas and actually won them. And it was never expected to win because America never participated. Well, it actually gets commandeered by the US Navy and it's a lookout boat in Charleston and it spots the Georgiana trying to sneak into the harbor. And so it raises the lookout and it fires with its small gun. That raises the guns of the larger ships like the Housatonic and the other ships in the area. They have huge 10 inch rounds that they can fire and pretty soon the Georgians get pummeled because they don't have any weapons on board. And also, this isn't their fight. They aren't a Confederate crew. They're just here delivering the ship. So they summarily turn it towards shore, run it aground. They all get off the boat, they paddle ashore, and the cruise gets through relatively safe and unscathed. The problem is you have a boat sitting here now. So the blockade starts shelling the boat to try to destroy it. The forts also on the land start shelling the boat because they don't want anybody to loot it for what might be on board. So both sides keep shelling the boat, shelling the boat, shelling the boat. And um, eventually it burns down about to the waterline. And there was rumor that on board this boat was a box of gold. 
and it's not you know treasure or anything like that but you have a you have a foreign citizens delivering this they have to have some way to pay them paying them your domestic money is not going to be any help so let's just pay them in gold currency so they would have had some way to pay the crew they don't know if that gold was ever taken off the boat or if it may have been left on the boat when both sides started destroying the boats and neither side could loot it that's actually what led to the boat's discovery was maybe there was still gold on board it hasn't been found to this day but what was found is millions and millions of buttons and pins and everything just scattered across the seafloor around this thing. And they're still there. We actually have some on display next to our cannons. There's also um, jugs with medicine on them, uh, jugs with different various oils or bottles of oil as well. So all of these were intended to be brought into the port and then immediately offloaded. So uh, the Georgiana has unfortunately unceremoniously sunk. The cannons that were supposed to be mounted on the Georgiana stayed in the hull of the ship. And there the Georgiana would stay. It wouldn't say undisturbed because throughout the war, multiple ships would actually run into it and crash either on top of the Georgiana or they would get a little bit closer to the city of Charleston and then sink uh, inshore. But Georgiana really did a decent job for the Union of actually helping blockade that, blockade that little blockade runner channel. So, you know, ended up helping them more than the Confederates, but uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic history. And great work on the production and storytelling by Monty Montgomery. A special thanks to John Freeman, the Confederate mystery ship, here on Our American Stories. Folks, if you love the stories we tell about this great country, and especially the stories of America's rich past, know that all of our stories about American history are brought to us by the great folks at Hillsdale College, a place where students study all the things that are beautiful in life, and all the things that are good in life. And if you can't get to Hillsdale, Hillsdale will come to you with their free and terrific online courses. Go to hillsdale.edu to learn more. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.